Planning a wedding can be intimidating, but finding the perfect suit shouldn't be. Indochino makes it easy to get a fully customized suit right from home. With dozens of high thread count fabrics, patterns, and colors to choose from, Indochino lets you fine-tune every detail and design a suit tailored perfectly to your body and your personality. Set up your measurement profile on Indochino's website and choose fabric and customizations without leaving the house. Or book a showroom appointment and let Indochino's dedicated style guides help you and your wedding party look flawless for the big day. Their experts have been dressing grooms and groomsmen since 2007. And with suits starting at just $4.99 and fitted shirts at $89, Indochino is bespoke without the premium price tag. Get a wedding suit as unique as you with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use code PODCAST to get 10% off any purchase of $3.99 or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code PODCAST. All aboard for Success Express, your business, career, and financial radio magazine. Hosted by Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazines.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio Success Express Business and Career Show. Today, we're going behind the scenes in the world of security. Now, we're not really going behind the scenes, but we're going to find out what it's like to, you know, get insurance. If you own a security company or maybe you're a private investigator, uh, we're going to talk about insurance for that. It's something we never really thought about until we met Fred Gardner. Uh, he is the owner of DFA Insurance. He's based in the greater Dallas, Texas area. And he's going to talk to us about, you know, what he does. And you can go to his website, dfainsure.com. So, Fred, how are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you for having Good. me on. Hey, this is cool. And, you know, when we first met you, you're saying, well, I'm in insurance the world. But it's, yeah, I insure those who, you know, security guard, bodyguards, uh, you know, private investigators. Mm. I was like, dude, wow. I never even thought of I didn't, like, I didn't even think about this. Well, I thought it would be ultra expensive because yeah. I don't think an average insurance company would insure a private investigator. Yeah. How does that work? No, yeah. they don't. Uh, yeah. Let me tell you, this, uh, the business is an interesting business because it's a whole different uh, segment of what, what you would think about when you think about insurance. Everybody thinks about cars, homes. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. But, but then when you talk about business insurance, it gets a little bit more technical. Mm. But then when you talk about security guards, private investigators, and alarm companies, you talk about something even more technical. Mm. Because in the security guard business, uh, as an example, uh, they're out there when most times other people are not. So you think that uh, you don't you don't pay much attention when you leave your office that there's some guy standing behind a desk with a gun waiting for something not to happen or hoping mm. something won't happen. But if it does, he is prepared. And that's what security guard companies do. Uh, and so when you look at insurance for security guard companies, you have to take 
uh, in consideration several things. And, and one of those things is what they're going to guard. Um, oh. Because hmm. uh, not all uh, projects are, are alike. For instance, a guard that is behind a desk at a office building at midnight uh, is less likely to run across a problem than a security guard that is patrolling an industrial office complex or an industrial business and mm. and and he's shaking doors well all of a sudden he finds a door that's ajar uh -oh. and then he has to go in and he has to check to make sure that nobody has entered the premises um, mm. uh, that they didn't know about uh, and if they do, then his job is not to confront, but to actually call the police, uh, oh. let the police handle it, um, if he can. A lot of times he can, sometimes not so much. So um, from an insurance standpoint, uh, we have to know some factors that, that usually are not, um, you, don't, you don't ask. Uh, clients, but in in our particular case, we have to know particulars. Um, you know, how much experience does this guard have? Uh, is he armed? Is he unarmed? Um, uh, are, do you have a, a twenty two year old with a gun on a post at a bank, which is a bad well, idea? No, I uh, don't like that one. Yeah, you don't want that. I don't like uh, that. <laughs> yeah. You, you want a you want a guy that's in their late fifties uh, at a bank uh, because they've seen a lot more than a twenty two year old. Obviously, and twenty year and no offense to any twenty two year olds out there, but they have a tendency to to react first and think mm -hmm. later, and mm -hmm. that's always a bad idea for mm -hmm. security guard. So. Uh, so there, there's several elements that we get involved in. Uh, uh, and, then, and then there's those things that people don't quite think of. Um, it's, uh, it, it winds up being, um, you know, you don't think about, uh, and, I, and I'll tell you a quick story. Oh, good. You don't think about. You don't think <laughs> I know about your guard. stories. <laughs> yeah, you don't think about the security guard that, is sitting at a hospital front desk and the hospital's virtually closed for the night and he's sitting there and he's really bored. And so he is an amateur hacker. And so he has his laptop with him. And so he hacks into the uh, systems at the hospital that turn off and on the oxygen, turn off and on the air conditioning, turn off and on the heaters, that whole thing. And so when he leaves oh the God. premises, he takes his laptop with him and he sits at his apartment and he um, is turning on and off all these various things that hospitals need to operate. Well, that, that sounded initially like it wouldn't be a big deal until he started cutting the oxygen off to the operating rooms. No. He, oh. And the, and the, of course, the hospital was freaking out. They hired an expert to come in and they uh, went 
through their whole system with a fine tooth comb to try to figure out why their system was shutting on and off and all that. Turns out they figured they they finally figured out they got hacked. They called the FBI. Uh, this guard actually was sitting at the desk when the FBI raided it, and uh, they wow. confiscated his laptop and found out that uh, he had total control over the entire system, uh, wow. and he wasn't doing it with malice. He was just doing it because he he was bored. Um, oh. Now this this particular security <laughs> guard wound up doing seven years in the federal pen oh. because they they tagged him as a terrorist. And uh, if he'd been in an office building, he probably would have been that way. But because he was in a hospital and people could have died, he decided that uh, or they decided that that this was a, a terrorism act and they were trying to make an example. This was in the early days of hackers. So they were trying to make a, an example uh, mm. of someone and, uh, and, and they did. So it's those kinds of calls that I get that just kind of uh, make the hair on the back of my neck stand up because I don't know that anybody saw something like that coming. Now today, uh, this is some 10 years later, uh, we're, we're kind of prepared when you hear the name hacker. Uh, mm -hmm, yeah. And so now they sell a policy out there called cyber liability. And basically wow. that's a liability policy for a security guard firm that, that can cover the security guard firm against this type of problem. So, so against their own employee. So you're protected yes. of your own employee. Wow. Yes. That wow. You're, you're employed at something that he shouldn't have done that had to do with computers and so this steps in and, and helps hmm. uh, litigate this particular issue uh, so the security guard's not on the hook. Because these things can run into the $100,000 million mm -hmm. mark, sure. depending, on what, uh, depending on what the situation was. Hmm. So um, that's something that nobody saw coming. And I will tell you this, and this is a little known secret that's not much of a secret. But most insurance companies get surprised, just like you and I do. Um, uh, they think they've written their policy that covers everything that it should cover, but they don't. Um, ask Farmers it. Insurance, who years ago never, ever thought that mold was ever going to be an issue. Well, guess what? Some sixteen billion dollars later, Farmers mm -hmm. has an exclusion in their policy for mold, mm -hmm. unless you want to buy that exclusion back at a cost. But nobody ever thought of that prior to somebody filing a mold claim uh, against their insurance carrier, and then mm -hmm. everybody rushed out and started adding an endorsement to their policy. Mm -hmm. Wow. The yeah, other thing that came up was more recent, and that was COVID-19. Uh, companies did not think that employees coming down with COVID would be an, an employee liability, would be in a, a, a workers' comp claim. But uh, huh. one person uh, in a company 
caught COVID because they were at a shelter, guarding a shelter, and uh, didn't wear a mask because it was back at early days. They caught COVID. They died. They tracked it back and said that's the only place this guy could have caught it. And so uh, some couple hundred thousand dollars later, uh, the insurance company uh, paid off uh, for the guy's death. And now almost all companies have a um, exclusion in their policy for communicable disease, which is something that nobody ever heard of before. So these things get added after the mm. fact, yeah. but it's the first guy, it's the first guy in the loop, so to speak, yeah, that right. catches the catches the brunt of it. And and so uh, uh, this is an interesting business. But if you're in the security guard, private investigator, alarm business, um, there are more ways that you can wind up with claims than what you think there are. Uh, so you have to make sure two things happen. One is you consult an expert. Um, uh, we've been doing this about 40 years. And I will tell you, in 40 years, uh, you would think I've seen it all. But no, I've seen some. Uh, and yes, we can be prepared for most of it. But, uh, but there'll be something come around the corner, I'm sure, uh, in the near future that nobody ever saw it coming. So, so this is how these these insurance policies actually get written as a way of oh, yeah. just weird stuff happening all the time. And, yes. like, and then exactly. it's like, well, we better have a protection on this because well, it's, far, it's more cost effective to have the protection than the, the millions yes. or... The person or people writing the policy, there's absolutely no way they can think of everything that might no. happen. No, because most because most lawyers are the ones that write uh, mm -hmm. the policy, okay? Mm -hmm. And uh, lawyers, and no offense to any lawyers out there, but most lawyers think they know everything, but they don't. Uh, no. <laughs> Insert lawyer and, joke. <laughs> yeah. And so what happens is they wind up uh, getting surprised, just like everybody else, and mm -hmm. then everybody's in a reactionary mode. The, the one of the other policies that just came um, oh, into the spotlight about three years ago is a policy called Employers Legal Li It's called EPLI. It's called Employers Practices Liability Insurance. And wow. it came about because um, employers were beginning to be sued by disgruntled employees mm -hmm. that have left the company. And uh, uh, what they did was they uh, would get together at lunch, three of these employees, for example, uh -oh. that were unhappy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and so they filed a class action suit against the employer uh -oh. because they're for, for two and a half years, they felt like their lunch break had gotten cut short by 15 minutes. So the lawsuit um, cost the employer almost $90,000 to defend. Wow. He never paid one single time on this because it was a frivolous claim. 
Uh, but had he had this policy, the insurance policy would have stepped in and provided the defense for mm. this lawsuit. Okay. So at that point, the lawyer's making money, so he's happy. Yeah, he doesn't care. Yeah, he's, he's going to get paid one word. <laughs> at one point, I was going, is this the insurance? <laughs> it's true about lawyer, lawyers. But basically, the lawyer makes money no matter what. No matter what. Yeah, exactly. That's why you're a lawyer. Because uh, <laughs> you don't Not lose. You can't lose. Yeah. So, um, so. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. There is no better time than the present to explore the lucrative commercial real estate offerings from Reef. Visit rreaf.com backslash investor. Featured on Fox News, Wall Street Journal, Yahoo Finance, and many more. We're not a crowdfunding site. We own and operate all our properties. Come see why thousands of individual investors have decided to trust Reef with their real estate investments. Call us today with any questions. Hedge market volatility with Reef. Open to accredited investors only. Visit rreaf.com backslash investor. Uh, EPLI uh, covers the employer for lawsuits that are brought against them or claims for discrimination, for wrongful termination, mm -hmm. for uh, uh, sexual harassment, mm -hmm. for several things that really is not in the employer's control. Understand that the employer has 300 people working for him. He has uh, mm -hmm. 20 supervisors. If one of those supervisors um, yeah. say something or act uh, misbehave in some way toward a, another employee and that employee quits or gets fired, I guarantee you they're going to come back at the employer with discrimination. Mm -hmm. They always right. claim it's discrimination. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I, I will tell you the, the, uh, the one that I got recently was really interesting. Um there's no children on this program, is there? No, no. but it is uh -oh. open to the public. We can do a just, disclaimer. I'm, I'm just I'm like, just, uh -oh, okay. what's going on? I'm just kidding. I'm not going okay. there. It's going to be okay. um, the stories are getting <laughs> even more interesting. No, no, no. I, I, I went lawyer brain. <laughs> yeah, I don't tell those kind of stories. But what happened was, is a gentleman that was in his early 70s um, tried to uh, he filled out an application. He, uh, they agreed to hiring to be a security guard. His post was a simple one. You're going to sit at a desk from 10 o'clock at night till eight o'clock in the morning at an office building. This is, this is the, this is what his job was. The gentleman did not like that post. He did not want to be there. What he wanted was to be at a car dealership because he liked to mess around with, he liked looking at the cars and he wanted to be at a car dealership. So they said, you can't be at a car dealership because our contract says that there's an age limit for you to, for us to have a guard there. 
you can't oh. be over the age of 65. So they didn't think anything about it until they got a lawsuit. Oh, wow. From this guy's attorney that says that's age discrimination. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, no, we didn't. We hired him. We just can't give him the post that he wanted. And and so uh, that's the, true. The, yeah. The EPLI company stepped in and and they defended this thing. And and some thirty five thousand dollars of legal bills later, nothing was paid because the courts decided this is this is not a, a lawsuit that is valid, but yet $35,000 of, of legal fees got expended trying to get rid of this thing. Wow. Um, and so it, it just happens. It just so happens. when you're doing insurance for a company, you kind of go, okay, here's all the things, like here's a list of things, all the different liabilities basically. And they can go, okay, this is, you could say, okay, I don't think this will ever happen to me. Sign the document two days later, Fred. So you really kind of have all these different, you know, ways to do things. But so when you, you're, when you take on like a security company and they, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe they have the cameras and the monitoring and they have the people and the whole thing. Are they protected? Like, what if it is a bank, right? Well, I know you deal with that. So, hey, my security guard's going to be there at the bank and the bank gets robbed. Now, I know there's the other thingy, the federal thing that's, you know, protects the bank if someone steals all their money. Um, but would the security company get in trouble for the loss because the security guard maybe didn't protect it very well or got overrun by the criminals the thieves okay uh yes and no if you go in and this becomes real important for a security guard company if you go in and you set what they call post orders which is all of the do's and don'ts that a security guard is responsible for so you have 10 things that a security guard has to do he has to make rounds he has to check in at each spot that he went to. Most of these are checked by electronically anyway, because they track the guy's phone to see that he's not standing in one spot too long. Uh, and that way they can show the client that um, here's the route that he was. And these are the times that he was at these different places. But, but when you set your post orders, uh, you set them out and the client signs off on them and is agreed. Now here's where the discrepancy comes. Um, You'll go to a car dealership and you'll tell a car dealership, here's what you need. You need a guard at the front watching the cameras. You need a guard at the gate to make sure nobody drives off with a, a car. And you need a guard that's walking the perimeter uh, to make sure that nobody's cut through the fence in the back. And they say, well, we can't afford three guards a night. Mm. We only want one. And so they said, well, the alternative is you have to buy a camera system that's much bigger because we need to put cameras at these points where our guard on the inside can see what's going on and report it. Okay. 
And they said, well, we don't want to spend that kind of money either. So just give us the one guard that sits and watches these cameras. Well, any thief worth his salt mm. knows where the blind spots are on the camera. Mm. They, they, it's real easy to spot. Usually it doesn't happen at a car dealership as much as it happens at trucking companies because oh. they've got these trailers that are loaded with electronics that, oh. that unfortunately they're, they're not sharp enough to not back that trailer up to the back fence. So somebody cuts through the back fence, they cut the seal off, they open the doors, unload the trailer, and the next morning the loss is found in the broad in the light of day, and all of a sudden you've got a claim. Well, if you have post orders that that spelled out that we suggested that you do XYZ and you didn't want to do but X, we can't protect yeah. against a loss. Security guard company is only uh, their their guards' responsibility is to observe and report, not to take action. Okay. Um, oh. Okay. okay. So observe and report are the key words. And that's uh, it. Same from a private eye, right? Uh, a private investigator too is like yes. observe and report. Yes. It's not like you know, not like TV. So in other words, it's not like <laughs> the bodyguard with Whitney Houston and Kevin Costner. <laughs> no. <laughs> if it if it well, is, I wouldn't mind Kevin Costner. I'm just saying. If it is, I'm, if it is, I'm reluctant to insure him because those guys are destined to hurt something. Yeah. Hurt themselves hurt. You know, a what do you have? A, I mean, what happens with that? But like the bodyguards, the, does the police force even have insurance? Yes. Oh, yeah. Well. Well, yeah, because I'm that's kind of military. The city insurance. Oh, city. So you would you do that kind of thing? Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, they have what they call public official liability, which covers the city for uh, defense uh, in case of a lawsuit. Now they're going to get sued, but in most cases, those suits don't don't uh, do what you think they'll do. Now there is the case where it gets high profile case where somebody. Uh, uh, the police misbehaved or didn't do what they thought they should have done and somebody dies, uh, death, deaths are a different deal. Uh, but security guards have deaths too. You know, we have uh, guards that occasionally will confront somebody. That person will attack them and the guard will have to uh, either defend themselves or die. Mm. Uh, and so they're allowed to react in, under a self-defense issue. Um, uh, and then most times the security guard company is going to wind up getting some type of lawsuit from an attorney or an estate. Uh, and then you have to deal with that. But, but that's not the norm. The, okay. the norm is, uh, I would say that's maybe less than 6% of the total number of guards that get involved mm. in those types of situations what they about just, bouncers what? bouncers in a bar or a nightclub what about them because that's kind of a different security well that's, i don't know whole, whole different whole different that's issue. different this is, this is what i this is what i tell my guard company they ask that question because bars and nightclubs are always looking for a security guard company yeah uh, first off the insurance to insure a guard company in a bar 
um, is that's gonna be one, two, three, four. It's it's at least five times the normal premium mm. for that. Okay? Yeah. So if a guard company was gonna pay uh, four thousand dollars a year for their premium, they're gonna pay twenty five thousand mm. dollars for the premium. Um, yeah, because <laughs> and here's why. Uh, a guard has a gun. A fight breaks out between two cousins. And now, by the way, any story I tell you here is is not made up. These are things that have actually happened. <laughs> this uh, is why we brought you on the show. Yeah, 40 years of experience of this. Including the bizarre. Mm. Including the bizarre. But anyway, so uh, uh, one of the managers hollers out to the security guard that's in the parking lot we we have a fight and so uh, these two guys one has a knife the other is an arm the guard rushes in and confronts the guy with the knife in the meantime the other guy uh, grabs the guard's gun and starts shooting not only the guy with the knife but everybody that he can aim the gun at so essentially, your security guard brought a gun to a knife fight. Yeah. Uh, and and so you have hmm. created a giant mess, mess. Yeah. by getting involved in something that you shouldn't have been involved in. Uh, and so that's, that's uh, uh, a difficult thing to teach is not to react just because somebody asked you to. Uh, run in and and get involved in it. That's not your job. Not as a not a security guard company. So uh, uh, I, I'll tell oh. you. I'll tell you a funny one. I had a security guard one time that was bored. Oh. He was uh, he and his partner were guarding a motel like a Motel Six that has the mm-hmm. long hallways. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And so they they decided they wanted to have a quick draw contest in this hall. Oh, oh no. No. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And so they they did the What was the age? What, what was the age? Is this the uh, 20 Well, to they were younger they should have been. One was 20, <laughs> one was 22, the other one was 24. Oh my gosh. And they were back to back and they took 20 paces oh, and then gosh. they turned and Wider. thought they one of them thought he had his safety on and he oh, did oh. not. And so he fired and the the shot went through the wall, <gasps> through a headboard of somebody that was sleeping. Oh, oh no. Fortunately, there was no deaths, but the motel got sued. The security guard mm-hmm. company got sued. Everyone's getting it. Everybody's getting sued. The other instance happened one night when a security guard who was overzealous wanted to see how long it would take the fire department to get to the fire. Oh no. Yeah. So he put a trash can, lit it, pulled the fire alarm. The trash can was too close to the wall. It went up the wall, started a fire in the wing of this motel. They had to evacuate. uh, But he was standing at, he 
he was initially praised because he was getting everybody out. And so he was going to get a humanitarian award till they figured out he's the one that started the fire. Oh my gosh. And then under questioning figured out that he um, did this because he wanted to see how quick the fire department would actually get to the, get to the fire. So what kind of, qualifications what kind of qualifications (laughs) and what kind of training are we talking about when we're talking about security guards is there like a national thing where they all have to go and do the same kind of training or they all train differently there's a whole bunch of questions at one time (laughs) okay they they there is no national program there there are training schools If you're going to carry a weapon, then they go to a training school to not only teach them how to be a security guard, but they also teach them uh, to get them licensed to carry uh, and and give them some do's and don'ts on carrying a weapon. But there's a lot now, there's a lot of ex-military, ex-police, so, so there's, I would say there's probably uh, 60% of your security guards out there now. Is your money working for you? The best way to hedge volatility and inflation is investing in commercial real estate with Reef. That's rreaf.com backslash investor. Skip the crowdfunding sites and invest directly with Reef. Reef owns and operates each investment, cutting out the middleman and providing investors with exclusive off-market deals. There is no better time than the present to explore our lucrative portfolio of commercial real estate. Open to accredited investors only. Visit rreaf.com backslash investor. With 40 years of experience, thousands of investors, a proven track record, and more than $3 billion in assets under management, Reef provides exceptional commercial real estate investment offerings at the click of a button. Visit us at rreaf.com backslash investor. We own and operate all our properties, and that's important because we have skin in the game. Unlike the middleman, you can call or visit us anytime. Hedge market volatility with our lucrative offerings, open to accredited investors only. Visit rreaf.com backslash investor. R uh, X something. So their training has already really been established Mm. and Mm. they know what they're doing. Mm. Um, But, you know, you've got that 40% out there that uh, just thought it would be really cool to strap on a gun and, and walk around a property. Security guards are not what you picture they would be. Security Mm. guards are not your, um, old guy that uh, is sleeping behind not the Barney desk. Five. Not, not Barney Five. No. Not Barney Five. He was five. not a security guard. He was a policeman. <laughs> okay. Well, that's true. That's true. But but they are not that way at all. Security guard mm-hmm. uh, business has upgraded itself over the years, and so have private investigators. Uh, they've mm-hmm. upgraded their their image. They've upgraded their ability to perform uh, and actually work hand in hand with most police departments. Right. Most police, in fact, there are, there are, you have the ability to get protected by a security guard company uh, quicker and a lot mm-hmm. more efficiently than you can call 911 and have the police because police is shorthanded. Right. So you're much better off in the security guard company that has a good reputation to protect you and your property 
than you are trying to rely on the police to, to deal with mm-hmm. the issue. Uh, it's a good security company will teach their guards to uh, protect and observe and call for help. Mm-hmm. not to step in and, and get involved in the confrontation. Well, doesn't it also help mm-hmm. the property? I mean, when you think about a business like a motel, right? And, you know, we spend a lot of time in hotels and yeah. things like that. And, you know, if you have, as a guest, if I see a security company, and you never know, you can sit there and do your hotels, bookings, whatever.coms. Mm-hmm. Until you get there, you don't know. You don't Unless you're staying at a bed and breakfast or a resort, it's different. Um, we were at one not long ago and we actually had some really interesting incidences over especially traveling the way it is they were doing some kind of and this was not a slummy hotel but it sure looked like one by the time we got there when we arrived they were doing some kind of training I I don't even want to get into it all but it like you worried about your car and so they had the security guy patrolling and and I said to I stopped him I said because I kind of figured I'm going to make my mark here don't you touch our car yeah. I will <laughs> I'll kill you and eat your feet <laughs> that's what I'm saying right you can't get to heaven without your feet so I'm like mm-hmm. I'm like I'm they're all you know let's help you take your luggage up everybody that's there for this training none of them have had jobs this is you know this is one of those places nope. where um if you let anybody have an inch of an opportunity something's getting stolen this yeah. is where it was and sure. i'm not being sure. rude this is a you i know when to be ultra aware mm-hmm. so i just looked at him and said well i'm right in front of the hotel there's a light right there is this the best place to park the car for the ultimate security and he looked at me and he goes, yes, and good luck with that. But yes, you want to stay there. It was my way of going. I knew he was coming on shift. Watch my car, please. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? It was like, I'm yeah. like, hello. It, it stuck out like a sore thumb. And, you know, we've been driving our car for hundreds of thousands of miles. And it was it was doing good. And he did. And the car was fine and everything was fine. But, you know, we've seen so many mm. motels and hotels really having to up their ante right now um and just there's there's a homeless situation in our country and oh, sure. i'm not saying the homeless the Big people time. are homeless are bad or mean there's a situation and so well, like i said if opportunity arises it arises and so these desperation hotels, how many times have we seen a homeless person try to get the free breakfast not in during covid no, they don't get the seen- breakfast no more but I mean, remember, remember the one fellow decided to change his clothes in the parking lot? Oh, yeah. And, and then called the hotel security because I'm like, by the way, I have a naked man in the parking lot. He's not you naked. Might, he's naked. He's naked. You might want to do something. So they said, oh, yeah, we'll send security. Well, an hour later. Yeah. They, they're, so they're, here they came all... security. And we found when we called back and said, you know, how long did you think he'd wait for you? <laughs> and seriously they we found out that there were like five or six hotels who hired the one company so the the security i think there were two guys in the car had to travel five six hotels in rotation and keep doing the rounds and so when they're at hotel a hotel z was you know in trouble maybe you don't know 
depending on what happens. So I'm like, well, that's almost like not having security because if you're anybody with a brain and you mean to do something that you know you shouldn't do and you know there's security, you're going to watch how often they come around. Criminals watch. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. They watch so as you much know. as a security. Yeah, yeah. But that, that my point was like, if there's a security at the hotel, you know, 24 seven or a security company, watch company, mm-hmm. as a guest, you automatically feel better. And mm-hmm. it also does at least put off, unless it's a situation like Nancy's talking about, which there's a lot of those. <laughs> you are automatically, at least if someone's there the whole time watching, you're going to get less attempts, of you know, course. than someone. Oh, absolutely. Who, you know what yeah. I mean? That, like I say, opportunity is opportunity and criminals watch the public. Mm-hmm. They watch businesses. That's their job. They look for people who are not aware. Right. Right. So the security well, thing's important. The, the, sure. The security guard, and I tell clients this all the time, security guards are just a deterrent. Mm-hmm. It's it's, right. you know, it's like a home security system. Right. You know, if you have a home security system, it is not going to keep anybody from breaking in. Yeah. But if you have a security system and your next door neighbor does not. Yeah. There you go. In all likelihood, they're going to go break in next door. Exactly. Because they don't know how sophisticated your system may or may not be. Right. And so security guards the same way. All security guards are equipped with panic buttons. Okay, so they have the ability to hit a panic button and call 911 if they think somebody's life's in danger. Mm -hmm. And so um, uh, electronically, most good security companies are set up so that uh, the security guard doesn't have to respond. All he has to do is observe and report. Mm -hmm. And that's what you want. You, mm-hmm. Because they're they're equipped to do a lot, but mm-hmm. they're they don't have powers of arrest. Um, they only have uh, the ability to to tell somebody else who does have the ability to have powers of arrest. So your naked man in the parking lot, although mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure at some point <laughs> it was either cold or humorous. Um, uh, I'm sure you it didn't was you Florida. Pictures. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't take any pictures, but uh, no. uh, but uh, in, in that particular instance, if he were breaking into a car, okay, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, he would have been broken in, long got the stuff, long gone. Mm-hmm. And, That's what and we he, thought was the next thing, actually. Yeah. Even though he was naked, it, it we don't know if that was the car. Well, he did car. have his own car. Well, we don't know if it's his car, right? You don't know because he had a big teddy bear. He had a big teddy bear, a giant teddy bear. I know, man with giant teddy bear in a car. I don't know. I can't make that up. (laughs) I didn't make that up. Hard description. I got a naked man (laughs) with with a a giant teddy bear bear in a car. (laughs) Uh, Yes, can't be that hard to find. It was really, but try phoning the police with that. (laughs) Well, I think they. I I hear what you're saying about that. About you know the them having a um almost like a direct line to the policeman because Mm -hmm. the police have their beat. They have theirs. There's that communication. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the, the band, the, you know, the, the end of the night bar knows the chef down the street that goes there after his shift, you know, it's that same family. Um, I want to touch on private investigators because 
that's something it's like you don't even think about it until you need one when the husband wants to check on what the wife's doing or vice versa or even in a business situation but there's so many reasons to hire a private investigator and I want to do it just for fun. I don't know what I'm going to investigate, but it just sounds like, cool, I've got a private investigator on the case. Come on. Investigate your, investigate your mother. She's easy to find. Oh, yeah, right. Um, I know. But it's so different. How do you know I'm your mother? But is it the same thing for a PI? Because he's private. It's his own thing. Is it the same kind of insurance as uh, with a security company? No, it's it's a little bit different because uh, private investigators have the ability to do a different things. For instance, they do a lot of background checks. They do a lot of, a lot of um, uh, computer work a, a, a lot of times. Where so they're, they're not, not wearing really the coat and the hat and the whole thing. No, they're not doing that. But there there is a real segment of the private investigator world that is cloak and dagger. Um, they're ex, most of them are ex paramilitary of some kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got one client, uh, they all like specializing in different things. I've got one client that for uh, years was one of the leading uh, ransom hostage recovery people in the world. Wow. He had a team. He had a team of uh, ex-military people that traveled around and would pull somebody out of a ransom or hostage situation. Wow. He was paid handsomely by ransom insurance companies. If you have wow. a, if wow. you have a uh, oil executive, for instance, that's in Colombia. All right. And they find out that he is attached to a big oil company. Um, uh, I guarantee you that the oil company has a ransom, kidnap and ransom policy on this guy. Okay. Hmm. That will pay for either the ransom or they'll pay for the recovery one way or the other. Because their job, their, their goal is to get this executive back. And depending on how are you are from the food chain is depend on how big the policy is. So most of these terrorism groups uh, know wow. a lot more about this than most people think they do. Well, look so at what just happened. Have, is that kind of like, I know that's not a private investigator, but with that one thing that just happened now with the, I can't remember the pipeline, that one company up East and, Everybody got shorted gas for like a few days in the southeast because of the it was like a hacking thing, ransom. You talk thing, about and they just turned around it and was, paid it. It was a hacking. It was a hacking yeah. situation. Yeah. Now, with that, the U.S. government was involved in trying to find out who who did it, mm-hmm. and there was also a couple of private investigation companies that had giant cyber ability. Uh, they were also uh, because there was a bounty or uh, put on these people's heads to find who okay. who got the money. So what they did is they followed the money, as I understand mm. it. Now, I was involved, but uh, as I understand it, they they followed where the money ended up mm. in order to find out who it okay. was that did it. Now the one. Uh, 
the one thing that I can uh, uh, remember uh, years ago, there was a girl up toward Colorado that got kidnapped and years later or a couple years later, they found her uh, and she wasn't that far from where, uh, but this homeless looking creature guy had kidnapped her and mm. was camped out in the woods. Okay. Right. Um, uh, a PI company actually was hired by the family to follow down, track down leads and find out where she was. And they were instrumental in helping uh, mm. find her, find her uh, uh, place. And so there's a, uh, there's, there's a segment of PIs out there that are very, very good at what they do. There are mm -hmm. families that hire them for, um, you know, uh, uh, it's funny because when you think of PIs, you think of Columbo, mm -hmm. uh, Magnum, you think, uh, yeah, you <laughs> I think know of what Monk. you're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So that you think oh, of those, boy. but, but the, mm -hmm. the reality is most PIs you don't ever hear about. You right. don't ever, you know, unless they write a book, uh, you don't ever hear about them. And, uh, because they don't want to be heard about. Yeah, they don't want to be <laughs> they known. Need, yeah, they need their uh, their mm -hmm. anonymity. And uh, but if you sit around and you talk to these guys, uh, the man, the stories they tell are just unbelievable. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, uh, and you didn't hear about anything except maybe the end result. What you you didn't hear about how they got yeah. to that. Mm -hmm. But the but the old deal about. Uh, uh, torturing people and kicking down doors and all that, that's, that's a probably exaggeration for television, but mm -hmm. I will tell you that they, but a good private investigator is extremely, uh, have the ability to solve mm -hmm. uh, difficult issues. Mm -hmm. uh, and most of these issues um, are, are now hacking is a big deal, but yeah. Most of these issues, uh, if you're traveling outside the country. Is your money working for you? The best way to hedge volatility and inflation is investing in commercial real estate with Reef. That's rreaf.com backslash investor. Skip the crowdfunding sites and invest directly with Reef. Reef owns and operates each investment, cutting out the middleman and providing investors with exclusive off-market deals. There is no better time than the present to explore our lucrative portfolio of commercial real estate. Open to accredited investors only. Visit rreaf.com backslash investor. Okay. Um, kidnap ransom is a huge, is a huge industry. It's it, a lot of these, you remember we had a years ago, we had this um, pirate issue. Mm, with Somali? If you went down, if you went down, uh, if you had a ship and you were going down toward the Cape of Good Hope, mm -hmm. okay? Uh, they were a group of pirates out of Somalia right. and they, uh, they would attack these giant ships yeah. from several different angles and they would get on board and they would kidnap the ship and they would take it back and they would hold it. Okay. Uh, for ransom. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and a lot of those have gotten uh, dealt with because mm. private security or private investigators were on the, uh, they hired teams to go in and uh, work like uh, Delta Force. They would mm. come in uh, very stealthily in the dead of night and they would rescue the, uh, rescue the people. So 
that's a lot of what um, PIs are good at. You know, they're mm-hmm. good at doing things that police can't do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because the the police departments are really hamstrung in a lot of ways where private investigators are not. So mm-hmm. if you want to get something done uh, and you want to get it done in a timely man- manner, private investigator is the way to go. It's a little <laughs> more expensive, but it's effective. When you said about the ransom insurance, it's really interesting about the companies, like the oil companies, obviously you being in Texas, you know, um, we had an interview twice now, um, a former, he's not, he, he worked for the CIA. I'm going to say his name is Jason and I really can't remember the last name right now, but um, he, one of his interviews is on the website, blendradioandtv.com, just type CIA and well, you never know who you might find on our site with that, but mm. he, he's a former CIA, but he talked, <laughs> He was on Shark Tank and Uh he wrote books and he has a camp Mm. that teaches, you know, millionaires and billionaires how to get out of a kidnapping situation. Situation. Exactly what you're saying. Or avoid one. Yeah. And now he's teaching families how to, you know, you know, travel. And it's Mm -hmm. really fascinating. And his books are good. Um, But that whole ransom part, and it really does happen, but I didn't know there was insurance. Mm -hmm. So when an executive goes and joins a company, right an oil company and whatever or whatever you know thing they're doing is that something to ask like to make sure that the company has a ransom insurance so that yours got you know what i mean so you know that they're invested in you you want to ask two questions you want to know uh if they have a kidnap ransom um strategy okay uh, all insurance does is fund a way to make that strategy viable. But a lot of the companies may think it's too expensive and they can hire a private investigation company on a retainer basis that will take care of the problem cheaper than <laughs> kidnap and ransom insurance. Because uh, as you can well expect, it's gotten more and more expensive over the, over the course mm. Of time, uh, years ago, you probably remember. You may not, sweetie. You're a little young, but your mom and I do. There was a, a, a oil family named uh, Getty, all oh. right. And his grandson, J. Paul Getty's grandson, mm-hmm. got yeah. kidnapped, and they uh, cut off his grandson's ear mm-hmm. and mailed it yeah. to them with the ransom note. And his family expected that Jay Paul would step up and just pay it. And he said, absolutely not. I won't do it. He refused to pay because he said, if I do, then everybody in my family now has a target on their back. Right. Okay. And he would not, uh, he would not allow anybody in the family to pay that ransom or pay a ransom. And, and I don't know that I disagree with it. Uh, it's harsh. It's, it's harsh, mm. but uh, I can tell you that somewhere in the background, there, there was probably somebody that could rescue that kid. Yeah. Um, giving him advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you've heard, the, you've heard the old saying, proof of life. Mm. Well, that's the first thing they want to ask for. They want yeah. proof. Yeah. 
that this person is still alive uh, and well. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, most investigators that deal in this subject know uh, what the best way to negotiate these things are. Uh, and paying is not necessarily the answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, all that does is create you more problems because if you give them the million dollars they're asking for and you do it too quickly, then guess what? They, they want more. They, well, yeah. <laughs> if you've got a million and you can get it that quick. So, you know, let's just ask, hold out for another two. But so, yeah, like these hackers, these hackers and these cyber, you know, hackers, to me, that's what they're trying to do. Everyone's just like, okay, here's, you know, pay the money and then they're going to do it again. That's our first instinct. Like they're just going to keep coming back. So do you see this being as like one of the bigger new things as insurance is like all the hacking, the ransom money from hacking? I mean, no matter Absolutely. what your business is. Uh, what, what, I think, what I think is going to happen is you're, you're going to have, uh, oh, for better, lack of a better term, you're going to have private investigators or companies not necessarily private investigation companies, but you can have companies that are going to start uh, employing super hackers, guys that can penetrate uh, mm. the hacker system. All, all hackers, and now I don't know a lot about computers, but I can tell you that every computer person I've ever talked to talks about back doors. They mm. always have a back door. Yeah. They have a, a way that they can get in that they think mm. nobody else knows about. Okay, Mm -hmm. and uh, that's their safety net to allow them to manipulate Mm -hmm. different things. Well, uh, I anticipate that that will be the next big thing that they they will start developing a system that will be able to pinpoint exactly where these people are. Now, people that are watching, you can forget about what you're watching on CSI and all that stuff. (laughs) Uh, somebody's got a vivid imagination. There yes. is not that. There is not that software. <laughs> yeah. Where we can, yes. Yes, we can ping your phone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we, we know where you are. But uh, but Thank hackers you, are sophisticated enough where it's hard to to track their track their yeah. whereabouts. Um, and and then if, if that's the other thing, if you're dealing with the government, it's hard for the government to cross over. Uh, country lines. Mm. So if you've got a hacker in Russia that has done this, okay, and the money is headed back that way, well, a private investigation firm that de- deals in this can can go ahead and go to Russia, and they can stop this process before it gets started, so to speak. Mm. And so, um, hopefully, but. But at the end of the day, um, uh, it, it, it should be in the private sector and not in the government sector because the government's hands get tied. It's too to slow. It's too yeah. slow. It's too slow. Yeah. There, there are things people can do that. I mean, I personally check our bank accounts three, four, five times a day. I just do. She's it's hoping they grow. No, I just, yeah. I've always done it. I just, I... Uh, Add some because, fertilizer, Nancy. And then when fertilizer. I always approach the car from the back, I want to see what's I'm not from the front. I want, yep. 
<laughs> there's just certain things that I've learned over time that make sense to do. And I think we get really lax, mm. you know, especially that because we lived in Africa for so long, I'm more on edge about things. But even now I find myself getting a little too comfortable you know, and so I just feel like mm-hmm. uh, that we're comfortable in this country, and yet we have a pretty high crime rate. We really yeah. do. So, you know, I think we're just a little too, I don't know, thinking it would never happen to us kind of thing. You know, but then in well, Africa, I got robbed. Yeah, I, in Africa, yeah. we got robbed so many times that it was like, oh, what that again? And you just didn't have anything valuable, like. It's like I didn't buy anything worth anything because it was a given that would it was going to go bye bye one day. No, so here now you know it's like we have a lot of stuff. People have stuff, you know, and if you want to protect it besides insurance, you need to to just kind of be a little more aware. Mm. Like who is that strange guy walking down the street that's done this for like the last three days? Might want to find out. Sure. Get a security sure. guard or a PI. I want to ask, are you, does your insurance cover just Texas? I mean, I know that's no, kind of a small place. No, we're all over. No, we're all over the United States. We, oh, wow. we insure okay. all the way from California, New York. Oh, wow. We have so clients then, that. Okay. Yeah. So cool. all over across the country. Now, and then you look at different, you're like the broker part, right? So you can choose what's yes, the best we, plan. We deal for. with. We deal with all of the available companies that write that type of coverage. So we don't play favorites. You know, our, our slogan mm-hmm. is we give you the broadest possible coverage at the, at the cheapest price because right. uh, we, don't, we don't really care. What we try to do is match up the, uh, what the security or the private investigator is doing with the company that likes what he's doing okay. as an example. If you tell me that you want to do bond, bail bond recovery work, okay, there are only about three companies in the entire United States that will even touch bond recovery Hmm. because bail bond recovery guys have a tendency to ignore a lot of the standard laws that are out there. Hmm. They don't mind kicking down a door. Uh, I had one call me the other day and I said, have you ever had any claims? And he goes, well, we did have this one guy where we broke into the apartment next to his and he hurt us. So he jumped out a two story window and broke his leg and he's trying to sue us because he broke his leg. And I went, <laughs> well, first off, I have to ask, why did you kick down the door next to this? Yeah. He said, well, we just had the wrong address. We had the wrong address. And I went, okay. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And so <laughs> bail bonds people uh, are. Uh, what about the people it, that tow people's cars? It's like, it's like dog, no, it's dog the bounty hunter. That's oh, who here it was. goes Nancy again on dog the bounty hunter. Have <laughs> you ever seen that program, dog the bounty hunter? Oh, yeah. That's oh, funny. Yeah. Would it's you insure him? <laughs> Would I insure him? Yeah. Uh, no. But I appreciate the offer. It's very, very simple. I, I think it should no. be on the comedy channel. I, know, I really well, do. I think it should be on the comedy channel. Yeah. It's so funny. That's well, one of the funniest programs ever. I just, I have one question before you go. I sure. think that 
um, I would like to be a security guard at a winery, Uh-oh. and I'd like to sit at the <laughs> wine tasting table and taste to make sure the wine is that right. the, the patrons get the right wine. Would that be a good security job? <laughs> I, when I, I get insured, excellent security job. I, and if I ever retire, I might even attempt that. But yes, <laughs> uh, I think it would be an excellent job because uh, uh, now you have to be careful. Uh, because too much wine and uh, saying your security don't necessarily mix. Mm-hmm. People expect you to be uh, upright. Oh, uh, oh, I'll be sitting. Yeah, well, if you I won't get chair, bored. I won't get bored. This is one security job you where you get bored. won't get bored. And you I will not be bored. armed. Do... I'll just have a bottle. And she might there pass you out. You, you can do security slash wine taster I like see it. there's always a job for you yes i love it fred thank you so much for joining <laughs> so us much fun. great stories i mean yeah. just i mean just when you thought it was safe to go outside <laughs> <laughs> everybody again on fred's website is dfainsure.com please keep up with him um Call him for a great story but call him to find out i mean so it's security companies private eyes Cities, obviously, too. Anybody that's alarm, got to do with alarm companies, alarm yeah. companies, all of that. Uh, keep up with Fred. But thank you so much for joining us, everyone. Keep up with us at BigBlendRadio.com. We are Monday through Friday, and sign up for our newsletter. You'll get our digital magazines in yeah. your email box. Thanks so much, Fred. Thanks, thank Fred. you guys for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> Is your money working for you? The best way to hedge volatility and inflation is investing in commercial real estate with Reef. That's rreaf.com backslash investor. Skip the crowdfunding sites and invest directly with Reef. Reef owns and operates each investment, cutting out the middleman and providing investors with exclusive off-market deals. There is no better time than the present to explore our lucrative portfolio of commercial real estate. Open to accredited investors only. Visit rreaf.com backslash investor.